0: Hello and welcome to the Vicar's Watch Dibley,
1: the podcast where three priests link our stories with those of a Reverend Geraldine Granger and other TV vicars. I'm Kate,
2: I'm Jenny and I'm Ruthie. This episode we're going to be talking about us, about who we are, what we're doing and why on earth we're doing this podcast.
1: We're excited. Should we get
2: started? Yeah, do we have any idea what we're doing?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> That's the
2: fun it's bit good. though, isn't it? Absolutely. Should we let other people know who we are? As we all know each other, but should we introduce
1: ourselves? I think that would be through. a good idea.
2: Hello, Jenny. Hello. Who are you?
0: Are you a vicar? Yes, so my name's Jenny. I am indeed a vicar. What can I tell you? I was ordained in 2016. Um, in the Peaceborough Diocese, uh, which I've loved. And now I've been in my first incumbency, so that's like the first job as a full-time vicar, rather than a curate that's like a trainee vicar, since 2019. So I am a vicar and uh, loving life.
2: Oh, that's fabulous. And what's a diocese, Jenny? I like to think of it as um,
0: the UK is divided into counties. I feel like di- the diocese, or dioceses, which is a horrendous word to try and say, it's almost like, um,
1: yeah,
0: it's like how we divide up churches. It's slim, similar to counties, but it's slightly different. That's how I describe it. What do you guys think? I'm a bit rubbish with those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I think I think counties and dioceses actually, ha- actually have a huge overlap because they're kind of a historic, but because some boundaries have changed, they're not always exactly the same.
0: Yeah, yeah that can be difficult when it comes to our oh, weddings and legal documents and stuff but anyway that's a bit boring sorry yeah that.
2: <laughs> we'll, well we'll talk about that at some other point when we've run out of other things to talk about so Jenny when you're not being a vicar what kind of things do you like doing
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, So I like to go for walks. Uh, My favourite thing about my life is, well, one of them, I should say, obviously the Lord, obviously my gorgeous fiancé, but I have a dog called Henry who is the love of my life. So walking with him, playing with him, seeing family and friends. But my favourite thing of all to do is uh, when I'm not working,
2: having a cup of coffee, usually out and about and reading a book. That's what I love. Oh, and Henry is the most handsome boy ever so completely understand why he's the love of your life and jesus and jesus (laughs) obviously (laughs) and your fiance (laughs) all three the trinity of my loves (laughs) (laughs) so that's jenny and we also have here kate
1: hello hi
2: are you a vicar
1: uh sort of maybe Not quite, but also yes. Um, I'm what's called a rural pioneer priest. Yeah, it's a (laughs) weird title, guys, honestly. So I was ordained um, a year after uh, Jenny in 2017 in Sheffield Diocese, um, which is where I did all my kind of on-the-job training, Uh, being a curate. is a bit like being a newly qualified teacher, Um, so you're not on your own yet. Um, But I started my new job in Hereford, Diocese a few months ago, and my role is—it's a bit experimental. It's looking at different ways of doing rural ministry, so a bit like Geraldine Granger, but reimagining what it looks like. So, and you know what? Most exciting thing about this job, I am literally a parish boundary away from being the vicar of Didley. No way! Yeah, Yeah, I know
2: that is so ah perfect exactly So (laughs) so when you're not being the vicar of nearly diddly but not quite diddly um what is it that you like to do
1: so i love reading and um i particularly enjoy searching out really bad fanfic and really bad (laughs) self-published novels. This is because I studied English at university and when I was doing that I discovered that I started being really critical when I was reading and over-analysing all these authors I really loved so I decided to just lean into it and find stuff which makes me laugh and I think is ridiculous. I also love music and I do a lot of art and drawing as well mm.
2: you do fabulous drawings you did a whole series of advent drawings didn't you yes. and they were just fabulous and i'm waiting for you to get a print for me so i can have one of them please thank you very much yeah i yeah. piggybacked on a load
0: of your drawings and used it as a sermon one week <laughs> in advent i was so, yeah it was amazing i was like oh, i've not got very much brain capacity i know what i'll do i will just borrow kate's amazing drawings and uh yeah do a whole sermon it was awesome
1: so Ruthie,
2: hi Are you a vicar? No, not really. But (laughs) here I am. I'm like these two. I'm ordained. So I'm a priest in the Church of England. And I got ordained the same time as Jenny. In fact, the week after, I think, because I was at Jenny's ordination. Um, But now I do a slightly different role. So I was a curate like these guys, but I was in York Diocese. And now I live in Sheffield Diocese because my husband is a vicar Uh, so i live in a parish and i have something that's called pto which is permission to officiate so i'm able i know it's really fancy isn't it Um, but i always think it's please turn over as (laughs) as opposed to permission (laughs) to officiate everyone else gets confused by that Um, so i do sunday services and things like that in the diocese but because we have a toddler who is just turned two and is amazing, but it's easier for us with one of us having a vicar role, and I do something slightly different. So I work for Missional Youth Church Network who are trying to promote creating churches specifically for young people. Uh, so I do do a vicar role in some ways, but I don't in others. Can I just ask Ruthie,
0: so following on, I feel like when we say to each other, are you a vicar, what people probably want to know is, do you wear a dog collar to your day job?
2: I do sometimes wear my dog collar, but not always. So I spend quite a lot of my time working from home at a desk. And so wearing dog collar doesn't seem to have much point when it's just me and the dog in the house quite a lot of the time. But sometimes if I'm going out to a youth group or a work thing, then I'll wear my dog collar to that.
0: And how about you, Kate? Do you spend most of your time in your collar?
1: yeah i'm unless I'm like ruthie when i'm at, when I'm working from home and I'm not seeing anyone, I'm gonna be in my comfiest clothes imaginable but um because I have five villages that I look after, I think it's really important for people to see me and know that I'm their vicar because I'm not able to be in every village all the time, so I will wear my dog collar, my clericals out and about round the villages, going to the shop, whatever. Yeah,
2: You've got some really jazzy um, shirts, haven't you, Kate?
1: I do. I kind of have a combination. I have some which are really fun, with fun patterns. Um, Sometimes I'll wear um, what's called a bib stock, so that's really just kind of like an an undershirt, uh, dog collar underneath a dress. But more often, actually, more recently, I've been finding myself wearing a lot more black because people associate it more with Vickers and it's a really clear and obvious sign
0: I mean yeah I feel like for people that don't know about clerical wear it's basically like a crop top isn't it and there's a (laughs) a real terrible temptation in summer to not have to wear anything else (laughs) but your little your little (laughs) I I would never get away with that but every year when it's roasting hot just your crop top uh dog collar is a temptation but Uh, yeah oh oh my goodness.
1: Clericals in summer is punishment. Yeah. It is really your difficult. It's full
0: robes. Woo.
1: Jenny, do you wear your clericals out and about?
0: Yeah, well, I thought what you said, Kate, about you know when you're wearing your dog collar out and about. People know who you are and um, they can relate to you. Like, oh, you're you thicker here. So I do, I, I tend to wear mine pretty much day and night um, when I'm out and about, when I'm visiting people. Um, actually, to be honest, even when I'm just working at home, because so often in my job, people come to the door um, and they're looking for the vicar. And I have had a couple of times where I haven't been wearing it, not in my current post, but when I was a curate. And I wasn't wearing my collar. I'd come to the door. Someone was looking for, um, you know, the curate to talk to you something about. I'd open the door and they'd go, hello, is your mum or your dad in. Yes! Go, yes. Oh,
2: I've <sighs> had that too! And <laughs> That's me! So bad, That's the problem with a <laughs> it,
0: face. Like I feel like my, my massive bags of sleep <laughs> deprivation now, they, they've aged my face. But when I was a curate, I looked so
1: young and fresh and funky. And everyone was like, Are you mum and dad in? And I was like, no, you're looking for me. For me as well, because I look really young and my predecessor, the person who was the rector here before I came, was a woman old enough to be my mum, so I have had times where people have come to the door not realising that I'm the new vicar, they think the old vicar is still in place, and they'll say, oh, is your mum here? And I have to really awkwardly explain, especially if they've come when I'm like on holiday, it was my day off and I'm in pyjamas at 11 o'clock.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Kate, haven't you? No, you might not want me to out you here, but haven't you got a hilarious story about someone who was quite important that came to the door and you were dressed in (laughs) fluffies?
1: Um, (laughs) Yes, when I moved in, I had about a month before I started my job to just settle in and... One day it was, I guess it was about 10 o'clock. I hadn't gotten up yet. I was enjoying that holiday life, you know. I was in my pyjamas and I was wearing, you know, like not full length pyjamas. I was wearing shorts, you know. There was a ring at the doorbell. I thought, oh no, is it a package? Oh no, I I came down. I don't know what possessed me. I was half asleep. I opened the door and it was a retired bishop who lives in the area. And it was oh. so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amazing. That's
0: the thing. Your vicarages, it's like all vicarages, they're, they're kind of public domain, but they're
1: also personal property.
0: And so you just never know what's going to answer the door, do you really? I like, guess a good warning yeah. to give your parishioners from the beginning of your ministry.
1: It's a lesson to learn. Don't answer the door unless you've got something to cover up nearby.
0: <laughs> yes. Great. Yes. So for any clergy listening to this podcast, you can expect fantastic tips, can't you, on how to just ace your ministry?
1: So anyway, Ruthie, when you're not being vicar adjacent, what do you like to do in your spare time?
2: In my spare time, I've got family and friends that I like to go see. Obviously... Husband, toddler and dog take up quite a lot of time. So it's nice going for walks with them and exploring this area of South Yorkshire, which I've not lived in South Yorkshire before. So this is exciting to get to know this place. Mm -hmm. I also love getting messy in various different ways, whether that's baking or whatever craft project I have on the go at the moment. I've started trying to knit again i didn't learn to knit when i was younger but i've started to try to knit again mainly because wow. i have a tendency in the evening to sit and relax and watch tv and eat snacks so i figured if i was knitting then there's less chance that i can shove chocolate in my face <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing something to yeah. occupy your hands
1: that's a good idea yes. yeah So how do we all know each other?
2: Oh my goodness, where to start? Well, we all met in Durham, didn't we? When we were at Theological College training there. And we all started in the same year. Can you remember when we first actually met? met?
1: It was before term started.
2: Yeah, yes. I remember, Ruthie,
0: walking over from the kind of accommodation we had at our Theological Training College to some older ordinance house who was going to be like, hi, welcome to the college, settle in. Like, this is who we are. And I remember we walked over from our accommodation to that house in Durham, and I think that was. And I remember you'd bought, you'd made, you'd made cakes, and I was oh. like, who is this person that she has time to make cakes to take to this party where we had had yeah. like hardly any notice at all? Um, and I remember that because I remember you were wearing really bold eyeliner, and I remember thinking this girl's really cool. I'm not,
2: because sure <laughs> I'm not cool, and she's super cool um that mm. has never changed oh uh, it was probably no, because kidding. i was so frightened that i would be the loser and not have any no, friends no. that was like i need to look as cool as possible so <laughs> you, <laughs> I'll you put on an eyeliner and bring cakes to try and get people <laughs> to like me it worked babe yeah. it worked <laughs>
1: I remember just being so excited and relieved that there were two other people like me in the cohort, that you two were so cool, that you were so fun, but also like we were a similar age and we had similar interests. It was such a relief.
0: Yeah, that was the beginning of a very special couple of years or three years. I think Ruthie and I, we did two years, didn't we, at our training college and Kate, you did three.
1: Um, Yeah, because
0: because we'd done theology before,
1: hadn't we? Yeah, the way that training works is if you'd studied theology before, you only did two years. But I I studied English and linguistics, so I had to do an extra year. I got to do an extra year. But I missed you two.
0: Oh my goodness, it must have been horrendous when we (laughs)
1: left.
0: But also because we were all crazily enough, we were all under thirty at the time. I think that's really worth saying. Like, yes, we have our baby faces, but it's because at the time of training we were all, yeah, well under thirty. Okay, so we've kind of had a bit of a chat about who we are, how we know each other. But the big question really is, what on earth are we doing? Why are we doing this podcast? I feel like, Kate, you can you kick us off? Because you, I feel like the original idea sparked with you. Am I right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love the Vicar of Dibbley. <laughs> um, this is something, actually, we used to talk about this a lot. Um, at theological college as well where we were training. We used used to watch the Vicar of Dibley so much because I think for many um, young female clergy especially when we were training in our 20s there weren't a lot of female role models of clergy on TV. Now we've got a few other people but at the time our touchstone really was the Vicar of Dibley. She was who we knew to be what a female vicar was like. So um, we used to watch it a lot and yeah. the more we learnt about being a vicar I think we'd go through phases of this is amazing or this is horrifying um, and <laughs> so it's something that unites us really. What about you Jenny?
0: Um, that's a really good point. Yeah, I remember doing that at college. But do you know what my Vicar of Dibley life, I, I remember even at university. So going back to like 2009, 2012, we would just like in the days before binge watching Netflix even existed. We would watch back to back Vicar of Dibley because it's so funny, like whether you're of faith and get the church or not. And you're right. I actually, I found it really moving when you're saying about the Vicar of Dibley being our first role model um, as what a female clergy person would look like because you're absolutely right, in my churches growing up, it always been like male vicars or like even male youth leaders. And so Geraldine Granger really was the first female vicar um, that I ever saw and was like, oh right, that's a thing. Um, It wasn't until, yeah, 2012 was the first time I actually met a first woman vicar. She was teaching where I was doing my theology undergraduate degree and I was like, oh my gosh, she's real. But yeah, before that, it would all been fictional. So I think you're absolutely right. We're doing this because we've got such a deep love and connection for Geraldine. It connects us to each other. It connects us to churches like around the world. And I think it's really something that everyone can, yeah, enjoy, whether they're in the church or of faith or not. So that's why. Yeah.
2: So good. we when- I was at Theological College. There was an essay they wanted us to write, which was about why we're an Anglican and which Anglicans had to us. Being an Anglican is, so the Church of England is part of the Anglican Church. It's a denomination like being Catholic or Methodist or whatever it might be. And um, so we had to write this essay on who were the Anglicans who influenced us? And I oh requested my to write about oh my Geraldine because <laughs> I I genuinely couldn't think of many other Anglicans who would influence me. I'm not a, I'm That's not beautiful. a good theologian, and I don't have kind of all of these people in the back of my head going, "Oh, these are the Anglicans who influenced me the most." <laughs> exactly. C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I ended up writing about C.S. Lewis because they told me I couldn't write about Geraldine Granger because she was fictional. <laughs> so but yeah like these two have said they were genuinely it was Geraldine Granger who was the woman vicar that I knew and when I first thought that God might be asking me to be a priest I was 17 years old she was the person that made me go do you know what if Geraldine can do it maybe I can so maybe that's not the best influence but it was the person who was, she was a fun and funky priest and she was young and she yeah had all these hobbies and all these loves and these passions. And she was a bit cheeky and a bit naughty. And I thought, I'm far more like that than the, the bloke with the beard and the bad breath.
1: Totally. And I bet in a later episode we'll talk more about how each of us felt called or drawn or inspired or whatever to become a priest, Um, and we can delve a bit more into that at a later time. Another really important thing about the Vicar of Dibley is that it was released just as the vote for female clergy was going through. So one of the things I love about the Vicar of Dibley, and I know that Ruthie and Jenny love too, is that... She was a groundbreaker. She normalised female clergy. And that's something we want to do as part of this podcast, because being a vicar and particularly being a female vicar has changed so much since Vicar of Dibley came out that we want to help people learn about what it is we do and who we are. So... If you've got any questions, please do ask us.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that we thought was really important about this, is just to talk about different experiences of being a woman who is a priest and young women who are priests, and the different things that come with that and share our joys, but also our horror stories (laughs) that come with with all of that. (laughs) So we would genuinely love to hear if you have any questions. And Jenny's going to tell us how you can do that. Yes, so there are a couple of
0: ways you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, answer any questions you have. Um, If you are an email person, then our email address is vickerswatchdibley at gmail.com or you can follow our adventures on Instagram um, and our handle is at vickerswatchdibley.
2: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Vicar's Watch Diddly. Thank you to Toby for editing all our ramblings.
1: Any views expressed in this podcast are our own and don't necessarily represent those of the Church of England or any other organisations with which we are affiliated.
2: And as always,
0: bless you for listening.
2: style when we finish an episode we're gonna have a joke because of course we're gonna have a joke i believe jenny has got a joke for us today prepare thyselves knock (laughs) knock who's there europe 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 (laughs) (laughs) and that's the level of humor we'll be hitting at on this particular podcast you look very pleased with yourself jenny it's delighted. <laughs>